0: Good evening and welcome to uh, the Sports at uh, Twitter Space. Uh, we are a bit late, but we apologize for the inconvenience. Uh, We've been having some technical glitches, but uh, we are up and running and right uh, uh, straight away to business. Uh, let me give uh, one minute to the one of the speakers. I want to start with you, uh, UPL CEO. Mr. Bainaman, please uh, introduce yourself, to the listeners and the people who are following up on the Twitter space. Uh, good evening, uh, uh, listeners. Uh,
1: I am name Banat Bampide, CEO, South Times Uganda League. I'm glad to be here, to be hosted here, on this uh, Honourable Forum. I greet you, all of you.
0: And I wish you good listening. Thank you uh, Thank you so much, Mr. Bainamani. Uh, as other people get to join in, let's start with you. Uh, the UPL is kicking off in, uh, in uh, less than a week's time. To be specific, that is on 15th. But of course, before we get that, let's have uh, a look at what uh, we can expect uh, out of this UPL season. Uh, let me start with you, Mr. Bainamani, straight out uh, uh every season, at the end of every campaign, as we begin a new season, there are always the expectations that uh, people do expect uh, to see that there are additions into the league, there are improvements that are coming into the league. Heading into the 2023-2024 season, what are uh, some of those things that uh, you're adding on top of what we had in the previous campaign that Ugandans should be expecting in this campaign to see that uh, they spice up into our league, you as the CEO?
1: First of, first of all, we are going to start from where we ended. You saw how the, the league climax was with two, uh, with three uh, clubs, all with chances of one of them emerging uh, the champion on the last day. At the, the bottom uh, relegation battle, uh, Soga United and the uh, Arwa Hill, they were neck-to-neck, in between mid-table teams,
2: it was also another battle. So, this is where we want to
0: to start from. Uh, as we enter uh, we shall attract
1: more sponsors and partners uh, coming Uh, we expect good officiation from the referees now that even we have seen casualties people who are manipulating matches from the referees and uh, the players as by investigations you saw recently as organizers we also uh, try some new innovations like you saw the statistical report which we released It was a process to give us that uh, good statistics, uh, the statistical report. There are other innovations we are bringing on board on the side of uh, broadcasting. uh, Our broadcasters are promising to give at least 150 games live on TV, both uh, in total uh, from uh, FUFA TV and uh, Sanyuka Prime up from one hundred and thirty five uh, we are shown uh, last season we expect a, a very exciting and per league we expect more fans to turn up for the games and even those ones who are going to watch on tv the numbers we expect them to, to increase
0: thank yeah. you uh, th-
1: Please
0: unmute. Mr. Uh, Maidamani, uh, seems like you read our minds and uh, you're already opening up the, the cans on some of the key issues that we are we are going to be, of course, digesting. Uh, from your... Uh, Expert point of view, let's take it to match fixing. It's one habit that has been eating up on the game. Uh, Heading into the new campaign, what measures have been put on ground to ensure that uh, match fixing is tackled and uh, we get to eliminate this vice because it's one thing that has killed the game? You've seen uh, bigger leagues come to crumble in Europe as a result of a match fixing. Heading into the new season how is this going to be tackled in the uganda premier league
1: uh first of all as i promised as i have already said we we intend to begin from where we stopped towards the end of the of the season or they're around or they're about uh, some of the members, like from the referring uh, department, then from the prayers, and others, uh, we saw suspensions for 90 days, pending investigations, which investigations were carried out and we saw suspensions. Now, and uh, we, on this note, we thank uh, FUFA, the wisdom of FUFA, that uh, entered into Uh, an agreement with an international firm which has uh, in uh, investigating uh, much manipulation uh, uh, processes and uh, uh, reaching conclusions which are uh, well investigated. We believe that process is still going on, the investigations are still going on, Uh, That is number one, our strength is uh, lie 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 in the uh, hiring of that uh, uh, firm which is even at international level, uh, it does work with FIFA and the rest. Number two, we shall continue using sensitization uh, programs against uh, this vice of match manipulation. Today and the other day, I was uh, instructing at a pharmaco uh, training, uh, and uh, one of the one of the areas or topics I was handling was about vices in football, how to protect football from the vices. So that is part of sensitization uh, program. Then number number three. Uh, you have a responsibility, I have a responsibility and other parties also have responsibility of uh, joining uh, hands and efforts to ensure that we curb this vice uh, through the, what we call the three errors. Three errors that is recognizing, resisting and reporting any uh, suspicion uh, in regard to Uh, match fixing. For example, if you found a referee seated with the the chairman of a club in a hotel and yet is going to handle the match involving that club, you become suspicious and you are supposed to call me that there is something which I see here, it may not be normal. So in that case you have recognized that something is about to happen and you have reported. If you don't report, then you are regarded as one who has Abated uh, match fixing in that in that respect. So it is a concerted effort. All of us, we should take responsibility of uh, fighting uh, this vice.
0: Uh, thank you so much for that. uh as other people get to join in uh, as we move on with the space. Uh, let's continue from uh, uh, let's continue dissecting this uh, from your expert point of view. Uh, talk about match fixing, obviously the result as to why uh, this comes out is the need for money the demand for money and uh, you will, i don 't know if you will agree with me, but that uh, the pay down in our league is not really adequate it 's not enough compared to the demands of uh, of living heading forward into the new league the new season have there been uh, improvements in terms of uh, financial allocation that these clubs do receive. Uh, let me say from the sponsors, start Times, or with other partners that the governing body or the league has. I'm talking about a couple of our sponsors. Uh, MTN is on board. Has there been an increment in terms of a sponsorship allocation, the package that each of these clubs get at the end of the day?
1: Uh, first, first of all, <coughs> uh, you, are talk, you have talked of MTN. You have t- talked of uh, say, uh, is there prisoners, there? Uh, these, these are contracts which have fixed amounts and allocations. Were what were already made. We can only increase on the allocation if we get more sponsors on board and partners. But to begin with, well, the, sponsors, the sponsors buy value. So getting more sponsors on board is a process and we have to ensure uh, like the Premier League, uh, Star Times Uganda Premier League, we have 16 members, member clubs, each of them uh, is a brand, is an individual a brand. When we when we, 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 we abrogate those 16 brands, we get the brand called the league. So the more these brands the clubs in this case, the more they look beautiful, the more chances of getting more sponsors is at the league level or at the club level. So how do we increase value? How do we make our members and the league generally look beautiful? There are, inter- there are innovations I talked about uh, which uh, which, are w- w- which are geared towards uh, ensuring that our crabs look beautiful, the matches where they are played uh, the, the, the look beautiful, the, the venues look beautiful, uh, they, are, they are attractive. the organism and violence uh, has to be reduced or eliminated completely. We are are talking about much manipulation, bribery, all those, they they, they scare away the the potential uh, fans. We have to ensure that we make our league more visible, our clubs more visible, uh, media visibility, media presence, promotion of the fixtures, making a lot of noise around uh, at the same time. So, we, of course, we do this through uh, uh, working together with uh, our broadcasters, like Star Times, uh, then also the clubs, they also push, we also push. As we, then another, another area is club licensing and clubs' broad agenda, the education, capacity building, to equip people, all our members, with knowledge and skills of how to professionally manage these clubs with commercial uh, sense or commercial objectives. Uh,
0: Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Bainamani. You've hinted on uh, club licensing and that has been uh, an issue over the years that has been bothering most of our clubs down here. Either by the time uh, the, 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 the given time for club licensing gets expired, you find maybe half of the team, half of the league has been able to fulfil bare minimum and the other half has not fulfilled the required standards to be cleared uh, during the process of club licensing. This very season, Busoga United and Hill had to appeal and were the last clubs to be cleared uh, and of course had uh, to complete the club licensing procedure process, and yet they are not new in the league, they are not new to Ugandan football. How best, uh, and how has this issue been addressed? And what is it even, how is it even that our clubs are still struggling at this point of time?
1: Uh, Well, uh, first of all, uh, club licensing is uh, a club development tool. It is uh, one of the ways through which uh, the, 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 the beauty of the, of the club, of the product or brand, uh, can be what can be uh, attained. Or how a club can uh, professionally be run, how it can look beautiful, you talked of, uh, and a paid salaries or uh, mega salaries or, or small pay, uh, for the workers at the clubs and etc., so this club's pro agenda, the challenge that we have had uh, before is that, uh, first of all, uh, some of the clubs re- refused to embrace it. They refused to embrace it, they are they are looking at it as a, a button, and yet it is supposed to help them uh, develop. As we say, our uh, crab licensing means cost. But there is no investment where you cannot put money if you are finished, uh, getting returns on the investments or profits. So uh, then coupled, coupled with that is the crab's, crabs professional agenda. This is an education program extended or taken to the clubs to teach them or to train them on how they can develop their their plans, uh, looking at the, uh, at the professional side and commercial side, the, all those that will eventually uh, bring money, talk about the uh, use 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 uh, uh, academies at these clubs within those uh, structures, uh, nurturing or growing your own uh, stars whom you will eventually sell. The diversification of, of different sources of income, exploiting uh, your exploited commercial properties and, 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 and rights, all those. So, club licensing looks at, for instance, the governance of a club, the ownership, looks at the facilities equip- and equipment, sports facilities and equipment, looks at the finances of the club. Uh, looks at the marketing, looks at the communications, all those uh, setting minimum standards uh, in those uh, those aspects of the club. The legal part of it, uh, of the club, the constitution. How do you change leadership? All those, they are looked at in the club licensing. So for those clubs that have embraced it, they have started reaping big. Those ones that have not embraced it, that have approached it with, uh, maybe, casualness, they they, they are missing out. And that is the way to go, is to embrace crab licensing, and also to intensify uh, the capacity building uh, under Crab's pro uh, agenda. But, finally, on this point, the bottom line is that, if you are the owner of a club, you are you are in a business of football, which is in the in the sports industry. The difference with other businesses are that the, is the difference is that they are falling under other uh, sectors like the industry, transport industry, and etc. But you are an investor in football. And ordinarily, you would, you would expect to get returns or profits on that investment of yours. But get, reaching that returns or profits is a process. And this is what we are saying. Club licensing is telling you the process of how to reach out the returns on your investment.
0: Uh, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Bainamani, uh, on that uh, issue regarding club licensing. Now, club licensing... What are some of the bare minimum things that uh, you look at for a club to be clear to at least uh, participate for probably uh, one half of the season? What are some of those key things that you look out for to a club to process, to at least make sure that they do have before they are given a green light or clear to go ahead and participate in the new upcoming season?
1: Uh, very quickly. Uh, in the area of finance for example we are saying the club at least should have a realistic annual budget realistic, don't exaggerate for purposes of what, for purposes of getting a license, be realistic when you are, ma- you are drawing your budget, when you are preparing your budget it should be speaking your capacity or to the reality on the ground, it should be in commensurate with your capacity to uh, mobilize those resources and and finance your estimated expenditures. Then also we are saying avoid the cash economy, all transactions carry them using the bank account. You should be having a bank account that is in the names of your club. Payment of workers should be done through the bank and that and the sponsorship money should be received on your bank account. So and the, that account we ask for a statement of say the last three months or six months uh, to see that there were transactions that were moving on that, on that account. Then the personnel, financial personnel, do you have qualified uh people to manage your finances we are talking of say and at the diploma level or degree level to organize because at the end of the day you are required to submit the audited financial statements Uh then in the area of uh, of personnel and administration we are saying you should be having a full-time ceo who is qualified now, we are saying they should undergo training in football administration and management. That is Famaco, uh, Famaco two. By January this year, I mean next year, we want all the CEOs of the Stata Gwanda Premier League clubs to have undergone that training, to to have a certificate in football administration and management. Below the CEO, there are other mandatory personnel We are asking for, uh, like uh, a finance officer, like a a safety and security officer, like uh, a marketing officer. Then, on the technical side, we are talking of a coach of minimum CAF B license, uh, a team doctor also. Then, in the area of uh, governance, of course, for the owners. of of your club. Ownership has always been a problem, some of our clubs, they are fighting over ownership. Uh, So, ownership should be clear and defined. Then, uh, you should be having a strategic plan, a long-term plan for a club. Don't move like a headless chicken, ETC, ETC. So, we are looking at uh, so many. Then, of course, when you talk about the facilities, You must be having a training venue separate from where you host your matches, the match venue. And inside the the stadium, uh, the the surface should be all green and uh, flat. Then the dressing rooms for home team, away team, match officials. Perimeter fence around the inner perimeter fence around the playing surface and the external perimeter fence. Then the funds, funds register, funds uh, policy, uh, then the separation of funds. Team A, they are just, uh, seated there, one side, then team A, I mean team B, another side. It is... It is.
0: Okay. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Bainamani, for that. Uh, Peter Otuai, thank you so much for joining in. Uh, for honoring the invite, uh, it's a pleasure having you. Uh, straight away, I want to throw this to you. But before uh, a brief introduction into the space, and then strictly, I want to throw this uh, right at you. Why is it that our clubs still struggle in terms of a club licensing? It's not that these clubs are new to the league they are not in they have been in the league before they know what is required of them, but at the end of the day, they are the last to be cleared. I'm talking about Busoga United in the in the upcoming season they They were the last teams to be cleared, Busoga and Aro Hill, and yet they are not new into the league. Peter Sai, what's your take on that
2: well i think I think the 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 issue falls back into uh like what Mr. Bainemani has said, uh, the element of uh, the clubs themselves. Because if clubs are not really uh, following up some of these things keenly, it's going to continue going the way it's supposed to go. For clubs to be licensed to actually play in uh, the start times Uganda Premier League, there are minimum requirements that they are supposed to be having. And of course, Mr. Bainemani has actually mentioned some of those. Case uh, in point, Arua Hills. There was an issue of uh, the accounts. There was an issue of uh, a CEO. There was an issue of more. Uh, those are some of the issues that actually affect a club uh, to be uh, to be uh, to be registered, and it's the reason as why FUFa jumped in uh, together with, of course, the board of the league jumped in very quickly to try and sort out all that. So the more we actually continue dilly dallying with uh, some of the minimum requirements uh, for clubs to play in uh, the start times uganda premier league the more we shall have uh, such scenarios actually happening so to me it falls back again to the individual clubs there should be some people responsible for some of these things uh, you know one thing i found out in ugandan football is that you'll find that one person wants to be in charge of almost everything uh, the one the person is uh, wants to be in charge of uh, 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 signing players the person is wants to be the one in charge of the player's welfare the person is the one uh, wanting to be in charge of uh, uh, transport. Is the one wanting to be in charge of booking uh, the venues. So uh, basically, uh, the, the, the roles of uh, specific people in clubs are actually taken over by one person. And then the work becomes too much. And uh, it becomes a problem for that need to actually be sorted out quickly and i think it's uh it's the reason as well why they actually came back and uh they were brought back into the, the league otherwise they are going to be thrown out Okay, that's basically uh, part of my submission.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Peter. I must say that uh, over the years, you've seen the league grow from, uh, let's say, looking at it from uh, 2010 up to where you are, and borrowing your expert uh, point of view from uh, the exposures you've had around the region, let's rank our league. Where does the Uganda Premier League rank in terms of uh, the improvement, the strength, and uh, in terms of uh, competition-wise in the Sakafa region?
2: Well, I have to admit very quickly here that uh, the Uganda Premier League has actually improved. Uh, it has improved very, very much uh, from 2010 until where we are right now. It's about, I think, what, 13 years, if I'm not mistaken with my mathematics. Uh, the league has actually grown. Sure, sure, 13 years. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, the league has grown because, uh, first of all, you realize that uh, before we had a problem of uh, the league actually not being on TV. That's uh, before Azam TV came through. The league was on TV currency of dstv then dstv pulled out uh, for some time were, the league was not on tv if you remember very well before the uganda premier league was actually a briefcase can i say briefcase league whereby some people some individuals were actually in charge of running the league in a way that there was no actual uh, can i say distribution of resources that actually in from the uh, from the sponsors in a way that uh, some clubs were earning more than the other clubs, you know, some clubs were on TV more than the other clubs. So it, 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 was, it was bad. I have to admit, it was bad before 2010. It was actually very, very bad. So I think when uh, the, the new uh, Premier League board came in and uh, the introduction of ASM TV, uh, some things were streamlined. Uh, that's why we actually, that's when we saw at least uh, some clubs getting almost the same share of uh, TV money. Uh, Then from there, there was some bit of organization. Because if I remember very well, even before 2010, uh, you'd find a football team actually coming as though they are going to the bathroom. You know, Uh, players are going as if they are going to the bathroom. But they are coming for match day. And the match day is on television. You know, and players just come majestically walking. So slowly by slowly, I think the element of smartness and the element of match day preparation was instilled. Even before uh uh azam tv and of course star times you realize that we used to struggle having match day balls the board which i have to thank right now introduced the element of match day balls there were balls that were procured specifically for match day in a way that balls that are used for training are not the same balls that are used for match day they were different so that at least showed something different on camera it showed something different very very well on camera so with the the going out of azam tv the coming in of uh, start times uh, uh, pay tv into ugandan football you realize that there's been an increment of uh, matches shown on tv you know if you actually go down and look at last season and compare it with the previous season you see there's been an increment of uh, matches on tv that at least you can actually have two live matches on a day Sanyuka TV and Fufa TV are pulling it off, you know? So to me, I have to admit that, yes, it's true. Our league has grown. You cannot compare the the league of Uganda right now vis-a-vis the league of Uganda before. Our league has grown. There are some challenges that are always there. The challenges that will be fixed slowly by slowly. We talk about infrastructure and the rest. But that will come. That will actually go. So... Yes, the league has grown. When you talk about ranking uh, the Uganda Premier League in Sekafa, it's a fact, and I don't want to lie. The Tanzanian Premier League is currently ranked number one in Sekafa region. Uh, let me give my basics on this one. Their, their TV deal is huge, very, very huge. The the title sponsorship is huge because in Uganda, sorry guys, I have some bit of flu, so uh, I I. I I actually need to apologize. I'll be pulling my nose a little bit slowly, slowly. In Uganda, our league actually has uh, one title sponsor, and that is Star Times. In Tanzania, the league actually has uh, many title sponsors. You have uh, a title sponsor in NBC. That's NBC Bank. That's why it's called the NBC, Tanzania Premier League. Then also, there is a company called GSM that actually came in also to co-sponsor the league. Then from there there is money that actually comes in from TV. So for me, when you judge the bigness and when you rank a league, you need to rank a league basing on how much money is actually coming into that league. How much la uh, uh, sorry, how much money is being injected into the league. That is the basis of my analogy of ranking. Tanzania Premier League gets a lot of money. Right now, uh They have about six to seven matches can be shown live on TV per day. Six to seven matches can be shown live on TV. They've actually decided to go further in and they are now investing in having football matches played at night. Uh, Mr. Biderman, who's actually online right now, you realize that in Uganda, we still have the element of playing games at about 3 PM or 4 PM, 3 PM. Actually. Uh, I think there was some time back when we played some matches at 2 PM in uh, Tanzania. They no, they no longer play matches at 2 p.m. They stop matches of 2 p.m. They're now playing matches at 4 p.m., 7 p.m., and 9 p.m. 4 p.m., 7 p.m., and 9 p.m. Normal matches are played at 2 p.m. It has been thrown out. So that shows you the nature of their league. It's huge. Then two, apart from finance, if you've been following Tanzanian football very well, just look at the numbers that actually follow uh, the respective clubs. Yes, Tanzania is dominated by two clubs, Simba. and young uh, uh, that actually move with the club. That alone is something we have to look at in terms of ranking. Let's go down to the infrastructure. They have some pretty good footballs, apart, uh, sorry, football stadiums. Apart from the Benjamin Mukapa Stadium uh in Dar es Salaam, they do have uh, very, very well. So, If you're to rank the strength of uh, a league and how it's moving on, you have to look at some of those. You have to look at some of those. So I'll give it to Tanzanian football as number one uh, in the region. Then if you continue looking, the Kenya Premier League has been off for quite a long time because of political issues and, of course, interference here and there. So I can't rank it right now better than Uganda. Uh, The Rwanda Premier League also, I don't think it has all the strength uh, to be ranked in comparison of Ugandan football, they are also still struggling in terms of uh, advertisement, in terms of sponsorship, they are struggling. Actually, Uganda football has more matches shown on TV compared to Rwanda football. Same case is Kenyan football. They are lucky that Azam food, Azam has actually joined the bandwagon right now to show their games live on TV. But for us, we can actually have two matches live on TV per match day which the Kenyans cannot have right now. Rwanda cannot have right now. So I think to me, after Tanzania Premier League, I'll rank Uganda Premier League as number two uh, in the region. But I cannot, uh, somebody will kill me and ask me, where do you leave Ethiopian football? <laughs> yes, Ethiopian football is actually, uh, e- e- Ethiopian football is there. Actually, and uh, maybe, maybe. Actually, somebody
0: yeah, would argue you, maybe you would want to throw in uh, the then, Sudan before the political instability.
2: Uh, no, I won't. I, I won't rank Tanz- uh, Sudan, uh, Sudan League more than us. I, I, I won't rank that because how many people have actually been following Tanzania? Uh, uh, Sudan football? How many have? Apart from El Merik and uh, uh, the rest, really. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't. For me, I'll actually jump in very quickly. I'll rank Ugandan football at number three. So my number one is Tanzanian football. Number two is Ethiopian football. There's been a lot of investment in Ethiopian football. The, 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 kind of, the kind of organization in Ethiopia is different from how the other countries in the Sekafa region actually host their games. In Ethiopia, the, the TV uh, guys, that is Supersport, actually do what used to be in Uganda before. They select specific stadiums for matches. Not every ma- stadium can be hosted. Uh, as a match the stadium. No. And in Ethiopia, they actually uh, play according to region in a way that, uh, let's say, uh, Villa, Express, KCC, Vipers, what, will all go to one region and play there for a specific time. Then after that, they go to another region and play there for a specific time. That's how the Ethiopian League is run. It's not like us who will go to uh, Rua, then we come back, we go to uh Busoga we come back we go to uh to to, to we are in a kavumba, you know those guys they go and play region by region that's how the Ethiopians do run their league so and it's doing very good for them by the way
0: so peter, you're ranking uh the the mainland Premier League top second you're putting in the yeah i will go and third, the, the UPL yes
2: I'll go with the u p l at number three
0: uh let me throw it back to you, Mr bainaman. Are you there, Mr. Are you there, Mr.
1: Yes, I am I'm there. Ah, uh,
0: Peter, Quintedon- uh, Peter, Quintedon- about uh, issues regarding uh, the mass numbers, and they are very evident down in Tanzania. What is wrong with our clubs down here? Our biggest derby struggles to raise the uh, ten thousand, uh, I can say crowd of ten thousand people. What is not happening with our football? What have it our clubs done right to draw the fans back into the stadium?
1: Uh, yes, uh, of course. There are some of them are historical factors, others the uh, an, 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 an understanding of the of the business uh, we are in, others and the way we are, we conduct our business. Talk about factors. Uh, you are where that uh, at one point the climax was uh, when we got two leagues here uh, you remember the parallel league US- uslo kabenga and the FSL Mango you remember uh, then you also remember the time that was in 2003 the the, the 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 Arab boys. I don't know. We use that terminology. Uh, where we had a group of referees that were doing things that are are, are not uh, for football. I uh, was watching a match at Natufuvo, and uh, a foul was committed towards the center, and the referee awarded a penalty to, to a team. Uh, you you then that the mud our football. Uh, all those, of course, they worked against uh, the numbers in the stadium. Uh, if uh, like re- during the 2003 really, league season, where we had even 22 goals being scored, in the spirit of uh, trying to win a, a title uh, on what I mean, a championship on on goal difference, all those the rambos that have been here. The image of the game had uh, been uh, jeopardized or torn apart, and uh, all those have effects on the turn up. On the other side, the deliberate efforts by these clubs—you talked about a derby. Yes, a derby has come between, uh, say, Express and the Sports Club Villa. What deliberate efforts have been put in by a host club, for example? to advertise that. Yes, UPL we shall advertise, Uh, the broadcaster will advertise, but to what extent has the host club, for example, advertised uh, that game? We have seen matches uh, where uh, almost almost nothing has been done to promote such a fixture. Say it it is bull against uh, uh, Soga United or Gaddafi. What extent has the host team gone to promote that that, that game? And then uh, also uh, the, 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 the way we, we conduct business at our clubs uh, in terms of say governance. Uh, you hear clubs uh, fighting about the ownership or people fighting about the ownership. The ownership is not clear in some cases. Uh, you find that uh, fans are overthrowing uh, the, the, the the leadership. You find so it's a combination of so many factors. Talk about the the the, the salaries, uh, the salaries the players going so for three months or four months without uh, paying the the players, uh, they, 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 they start they start reverting. The strikes are there all those it's a groupation of different factors that may affect the turn up of the, the of, of, of the numbers watch the the, the the matches live in the in the stadiums however however as I has said we have made big strikes if you compare our league in the last two or even one decade ago and today, you will find a very, very, very big difference. The numbers are starting and they have been actually growing, where we had even attendance the last season of 15,000 uh, as, as, as the highest attendance. This was uh, unprecedented in the last say, seven years, Such an, uh, such an attendance. So I may say that we are on recovery uh program recovery we are moving uh we are trying all efforts to grow the league to promote the league to create visibility attract big brands like uh, mtn like StarTimes, times and many more to come on board uh, then of course deliberate strategies that have to be done or made at the club level, at the league level, at the sponsor, sponsors level, say broadcaster or title sponsor, at the federation level, uh, d- using different uh, uh, approaches. Uh,
0: Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Bainamani. So much Mr. Bainamani. Mr. Bainamani. Let me get back to you. According to Mr. Bainamani, some of the things he has hinted on, he has stated that the Uganda Premier League is on recovery mode. Let's go back to uh, Tanzania and borrow something from there, from what you've seen. What is the secret down in Tanzania that they have drawn masses? I mean, when you look at the Simba, Yanga, Derby, it fills up a 60,000-seater uh, Benjamin Mkapa Stadium. What is the secret that our clubs have got learn heading to the new campaign?
2: Uh thank you. Uh if you look at uh, Tanzanian football and you look at uh, Simba and Yanga. Now th- these are clubs that actually date way back. These are traditional clubs in Tanzanian football. Simba and Yanga is actually supposed to be uh KCC and Villa or, or it should be even Express actually Express and Villa. Actually yeah I was about to it Should say be Express and Villa.
0: We could equate it to yeah, Express it and Villa.
2: It is supposed to be Express and Villa. If you go back to the early days, the early days of uh, football in Uganda, the, 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 the old people will tell you that gone are the days when Express is playing against Villa, Kampala closes, shops close. everybody is at Nachifubo Stadium watching a game. They want to go and watch the game. That's when uh, the stadiums used to be very full. Then, like what Mr. Bainemani said, some of these... Problems we have been having in Ugandan football actually uh, are traditional. The date, the date way back, in a way that the game went on getting spoiled before. Then people began shying away from actually watching the game up to date. It is of today that people are now waking up and saying, "Oh, let's go back to the stadium and watch this game." So for for, for the Tanzanians, they 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 used the, the 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 tradition. They used their history very well. And uh, the history is actually what has kept these clubs going up to now because Young Africans is a very old club. Simba is also relatively a very, very old club because actually Simba came out of Yanga. That's how it is. Simba came out of Yanga. So if you look at the rivalry, if you look at the rivalry between these two, it's massive. It's very, very massive that the rivalry actually begins from the signing of players, in a way that Simba will boast of signing a specific player, Yanga will come up and boast of signing a specific player. So it is not only, it is not only, by the way, on March Day that you will see a lot of rivalry. The rivalry begins as far as showing off that we are better, we are richer, we have the resources, we are better than you guys. So the, the fight begins early to the extent that by the time it reaches March Day, if it reaches Derby Day, everybody would love to be in the stadium just to watch Simba play against Younger and the 60,000-seater gets full, totally full. I think uh, we have a lot to learn and uh, I would actually implore Mr. Baineman who is actually uh, on the line to take time and uh, visit our brothers in Tanzania and ask them the same question. What have you guys done right that your football has reached to this level that we can also copy and try and bring back our game. I have to say again, I'm very proud of what these people have done, the board of Ugandan football. I'm very proud of what they have done. Football in Uganda is very difficult to run. But if you see where we are going right now, there is light. Before we were lost, we were like a chicken that had lost a head and it was running without any focus. But in comes the current board, they're doing their level, level best to promote the game. They're doing what they can do in order to make our game uh, better. And I think somebody can come out and say, yes, or Uganda, Uganda Premier League is going somewhere. We are going somewhere. So all in all, the Tanzanians have actually used the element of uh, uh, the history to their advantage. And that's what it's, uh, that's why it's actually selling for them.
0: Uh, Thank you so much, uh, Peter. Uh, Let me get uh, back to you, uh, Mr. Bainamani. Let's talk about infrastructure. Where do we stand as we head into the new season in terms of infrastructure? What kind of standards and improvements have happened as we head into the new campaign? Should we expect a new look in terms of uh, improvements on infrastructure?
1: Uh, uh, Well, uh, as I have said, we have come uh, from far uh, in terms of the infrastructure. First of all, infrastructure is a national problem. Uh, sports infrastructure is a national problem. Uh, right now, as you, you are all aware, even our national our national team is playing uh, home matches outside Uganda. We have two would-be national uh, stadiums. That is Nambori and Nachvubo, which are uh, still under refurbishment. Uh, that one, uh, it tells it all. If, the, if we don't have an, a state of art national stadium, then what happens as you move down? Uh, those uh, that are there, all the infrastructure, sports infrastructure that, 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 that is in existence, uh, is also a challenge of maintaining it. First of all, it's not inadequate. Secondly, maintaining uh, it is a problem. Maintaining these facilities is also a, few facilities is also a a problem. The human resource capacity. Remember when Nativu, I think in uh, in 90s there and early 2000, uh, there was a, that stadium was hosting like uh, around the eight Premier League clubs or National Football League clubs. And uh, it was all green from January to December. And you, uh, you wonder how. That, that team manager, I mean, the stadium manager, Haman Semuju, had trained in Germany. Uh, he was an expert in maintaining uh, the, the surface uh, and the stadium generally. Uh, so, he had that expertise. Uh, so, we are also lacking in that area of humanity. They live alone, even their equipment. The equipment that is used to maintain some of these grounds. We have seen matches here which have been abandoned uh, because of uh, heavy down power, because of poor drainage. Uh, talk about the wound as worsening the situation and and, and, and etc. So, it is a real problem of uh, the problem of uh, facilities. Then also equipment to find the Premier League uh, may be having like uh, uh, not more than 10 balls uh, for purposes of training. So, however, I may say that uh, all is not lost uh, through club line sensing. the few facilities that we have, have been uh, at least in and uh, that's why we are saying all green, flat, for those ones who can afford, who cannot afford to own or lease, at least they share, like we see neck is going to share with KCCA and, uh, and, and and others, and we play hard that uh, was numbered. Eh? is completed in terms of refurbishment and natural work then we shall have matches, uh, matches there and relatedly uh, the introduction of of floodlights lights or installation of floodlights lights at those uh, facilities we also sort of the other problem uh, what I was talking about where which they have been uh, which was uh, sort of in tanzania so we are going to be having night games so You can see currently we have St. Mary's Extended, then uh, uh, MTN uh, Omon Stadium, Rokogo. This season, it was also going to host uh, night matches. They have installed floodlights. Nambore and uh, Nachvoa, I believe, they will be having uh, floodlights as well. So that one will uh, be at least a good boost. Elsewhere, we encourage clubs to start slowly, slowly. Direction of course, the, on the side of the government, uh, the government is also doing uh, some good work uh, to, re, to to refurbish the rather uh, hitherto dilapidated the, the stadiums locations like uh, Buhinga Stadium, uh, Fort potro There uh, efforts are being uh, plans are underway for Kacheka Stadium uh, in the north at uh, Kibua Stadium stadium uh, mentioned them. Of course, we have private investors also, the schools, uh, mean education institutions, all those, FUFA is, uh, is uh, trying to cut out the census of all stadiums, all fields, all ground. they can grade them, satisfy them, and even see how clubs can uh, get into partnership with those uh, grounds owners. That way, and also FUFA, in the strategic plan of FUFA, they are at least planning to have uh, like a 20-seater stadium in each of their eight regions. So you okay. the end of the tunnel. Uh,
0: thank you so much, uh, Mr. Abayinamani. The last point uh, is one catchy and very interesting one. And I think every Ugandan would be looking forward to the fulfillment of that. If uh, the governing body can do that, I think that will be justice to our football. Uh, Peter, let me get back to you, and uh, I want to throw this one right at you. Where do you classify our league in terms of the status? Are we amateur, semi-professional, or professional? Over the 10 years, there have been achievements in terms of growth, improvements, Where do we stand as a league?
2: Amateur, semi-professional, or professional? Well, uh, uh, I I cannot come up and say that uh, Uganda Premier League right now is amateur. I cannot come up and say Uganda Premier League is uh, professional. There are very many things that actually are still lacking in the Uganda Premier League for us to actually say we are professional. There, There are very many things we have done that actually make us move from the element of amateur to at least a semi-professional. So I cannot say we are amateur, I can't say we are professional. I think to me, I will keep it to semi-professional because for me, semi-professional is a balance between the, uh, the amateur and of course the professional league. The board of the Uganda Premier League is doing its very best in order to uplift this football of Uganda. FUFA is doing its best in order to uplift this league uh, football in general. In Uganda. There are clubs, as per se, and of course, Mr. Bainemani spoke about it. There are clubs that can go over six months without paying players' salary. Now, these are players who are actually your staff, and these are players that have families. These are players that need to, uh, to live. If they go six months without salary, really, they will have to go and begin looking for something else, apart from playing the game, in order to survive. So, for me that will actually keep that player a little bit in the amateur level. Because if he was professional, he would always be thinking about playing the game, nothing else. His salary is paid on time and he has everything at his disposal in training and uh, uh, to uh, work on his body, gym work and everything in order to actually uplift his game, which is still lacking very, very much in Ugandan football. So classification of our league, I think I will go semi-professional We are not yet professional. We are not even some of the clubs that we actually brag about that they are somewhere, somewhere in Ugandan football. Some of them still have the element of being an amateur club. Some of them still have the element of being a semi professional club. So, personally, this is me speaking on a personal basis. I think we are not amateur, we are not professional. I think, to me, we are semi-professional. That's my ranking.
0: Uh, Thanks so much. Uh, Let me get back to you, uh, Mr. Bainamani. Uh, On Peter's point of view... Yes, I'm listening. ...we are semi-professional. We are striking in a balance. On your side, have the model clubs done enough? I'm talking about clubs like... uh, Aside from uh, KCCA that have tried their best... uh, Let's talk about the original, I can say, uh, biggest clubs in the country. Talk about Express, talk about Sports Club Villa. Have they done enough to ensure that uh, they inspire other clubs as model clubs? They inspire other clubs to move into a professional setup, a professional standard?
1: Uh, I will not differ much uh, from uh, Otay's uh, opinion. Uh, because uh, as he said even, even those ones we, we, we see as uh, would be uh, model clubs uh, you find that they also have uh, their unique challenges uh, maybe maybe uh, personnel and administration maybe also uh, by the way in Uganda we don't have any club that is breaking even they are, they are very very uh, high in, in, in operating in the negative from the negative moving towards zero uh, that is breaking, break even point then later on going to positive so uh, those ones that uh, we are, you are talking about the Expresses, you are talking about the KCCs, Vipers uh, and etc uh, of course with due respect uh, you find that uh, they are also having what they are having uh, challenges uh, one one or another uh, so you it, uh, by and large you'll find that even when we talk of professional clubs and the non-professional clubs yes we know where we are supposed to be but we are now moving towards there we have not reached there uh, when you talk about, for instance, how many clubs in the field that own their their stadium or, or own stadiums, most of them are, are are renting, or some few are leasing. That that kind of stuff. Talk about the remuneration and the welfare of players and etc. So we are moving towards. Uh, Fully full professionalization and commercialization. We are confident that uh, at one point we shall reach there, provided, provided uh, the, the, the 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 owners and managers of these clubs, of course, and the league and the FA, and step as a stakeholders. Uh, realize and recognize and appreciate that we are in this sports industry, just like any other industry, and we are in the business. And the business should be run uh, using best uh, business practices and principles. Uh, if we have that one at the back of our mind, then we shall we shall reach the-
0: Uh, Thank you so much, Mr. Bainamani. Let me get back to you, Peter. You happen to be uh, behind the microphone in the Super 8 uh, final, bull up against the Uganda Revenue Authority, and at the end of the day, bull emerged a topper on penalties. What picture has the Super 8 painted uh, ahead of the new season?
2: Uh, It it has actually painted a lot. Uh, It has painted a lot. And for me, it is an element of... uh, Preparation, And uh, it's a statement that actually comes all the way from Busoga that, look, Bull Football Club is actually here and uh, they want to win the title. They are not here just to sit back and dance to everybody's tune. They actually had a very good game. They eliminated Sports Club Villa at one point. Uh, They eliminated Vipers at the other point. Uh, So you realize that they are here and they're putting a very big statement. But also, if you look at the entire Super 8, uh, you have to be pleased with the kind of football that was displayed from uh, all the clubs. KCC played some pretty good football. Maroons played good football. Bright Stars played well. Wakiso Giants actually played very, very well. I have to admit that uh, the Super 8 is a true testament of where Ugandan Football League is going. And uh, I expect some very good football to actually come from uh, from these teams next season. The teams have been very busy purchasing players. We have seen some of those players play in the Super 8. Uh, They have played very, very well. Uh, Bull Football Club with a new manager, uh, Chikomeko over there, I think he's doing a very good job. It's testament that he's actually here to give the other teams a run for their money. So if I was the other teams, I'd actually be very much worried over the current champion of the the Super 8 Bull Football Club. Uh, They are well organized and they're playing well. So the Super 8 has actually been a learning process for many and uh, it has been a, a process that uh, clubs have actually come up to showcase their, their new armory. And uh, let's wait and see if the, the, the guns will be having enough firepower and gun power to actually fire when the season gets underway on the 15th of September.
0: Speaking with you, Peter, our time is uh, quickly running, but uh, briefly, let's talk about the impact of foreign players. You've seen at Chitende, uh, influx of Congolese, you have talked about the Brazilian wave came in. What impact do foreign players bring into our league?
2: Yeah, competition. I think uh, foreign players actually bring an element of competition, an improvement of uh, of the way some, some players do play. You see, Uganda football at one time had actually gone into slumber. And Ugandan football had actually gone into an element of recycling. So we had over-recycled players. To the extent that when you over recycle something, it will get worn out. You imagine you're actually putting on one shirt, and uh, that's a shirt you're putting every day. So you have to come back home, wash it, and iron it in the morning. Put it on, go to work again, come back. So you realise that the the physical wear and tear uh, jumps in. You find that in Uganda, we've actually had this footballer. This uh, maybe this season has played for KCC. The other season he has played for Express. He has gone to Onduparaka, Paraka. uh, Half season, he has left. He has gone to to Vipers. Half season, he has left. So that kind of recycling, to me, is one thing that has affected our league very much. Not only players, by the way. Talk of coaches, too. Because you're you're talking about players here, but we also have coaches, foreign players, coaches who have come in. Villa, uh, KCCA, for example. Those are the two clubs that actually have uh, foreign coaches. So you realize that, a lot is up uh, at ground. And I think if we look at the coaches themselves, they bring in an element of new tactics. Because if we have the same Ugandan coaches that are being recycled again at Villa, then he goes to Express. He doesn't add anything new into the game. He doesn't add anything new into the players. You get. But when we have some foreign-based coaches who come in, They come with their new philosophy into Ugandan football, new philosophy on how to handle the game. So the players that they coach will actually learn something new. I have seen coaches come up to say that, no, this is not the way you're supposed to attack the ball. This is the way you're supposed to attack the ball. So some of the young players will actually benefit from the new skills brought in by the foreign coach. Because if I learn something from, uh, uh, let's say, uh, Abe Chikomeko, today, then I'm in Vida, then I, I'm gone to express he's the same person who has come in, you know. I won't learn anything new. Moli Bia Kwaso from KCCA at Villa. Uh, he, won't, he won't give me anything new. But when you bring another man, possibly from Serbia, into the frying pan, I might learn something new from him. So the influx of foreign players bring competition into the league. And also bring something, some new vibe. They bring some new vibe into the league. I think if I remember very well, when Vipers Football Club brought in the Brazilians, everybody wanted to go and watch Vipers just to watch the Brazilians play. Same case, KCCA. People want to watch the Congolese style of play, the Fimbu Nifimbu. They want to go and see what, what, what these guys have better than the Ugandans. And also the players inside KCC get to wake up. The players at Vipers get to wake up in a way that Bringing a foreigner to come and take over your position is a very big warning. So if I was relaxed... Bringing an element of uh, competition and also improvement on how the game is. Uh,
0: Thank you so much, uh, Peter. Back to you, uh, Mr. Bainamani. In uh, one minute... uh Peter has had to say about foreign players. What do you have to say about the impact of foreign players and coaches into our league in one minute?
1: Uh, not far from uh, Tai's opinion. Number one, uh, these uh, foreigners, of course, they come uh, in with uh, uh, new, new approaches as players. Uh, they also uh, create competition uh, amongst the players they come here to, to, to really work they they don't have their parents here they don't have their brothers here they don't have no, they have just come here to work and it is just about work, working hard and working smart uh, last season part 1 we had a, a one manzuki uh, who's almost swept all the awards at the SUPL end of season awards? Uh, you saw him. Uh, how unique was he? The guy came here to work hard, and no wonder uh, he was well, he was paid. Uh, similarly, uh, our young players, our, our upcoming players, playing alongside uh, these, uh, these stars. Uh, of course for the coaches uh, Otai has talked about we also want to see importation of CEOs and other and, and, and personnel into the league uh, one of the reasons why the English Premier League is strong is uh, it, they import so many stars uh, who come into the league, talk about the CEOs and even the, play, the, the, the coaches so you find that uh, it is, mixed. It is it's a mixture of uh, styles, philosophies, uh, and et cetera. And it creates a lot of uh, attraction from the followers. That's why it is uh, one of the, mo- actually, it is the leading league in the whole world uh, because of its uh, uh, capacity to attract the, the stars. And those stars are even, almost even distributed in all those clubs, which creates competition at the end of the day.
0: Uh, uh, Peter, last season we had the uh, Villa give us a very exciting run. Uh, not altino the last day when uh, it all uh, it all went wrong. Actually, the last few games where things started going going left instead of going right, dropping up a couple of games, losing out to teams like Maroons, and eventually on the last day, URA did them uh, injustice and uh, they lost at home at Wankulukuku. Can Villa replicate the same kind of performance they had?
2: the previous campaign? Yeah, 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 they can. Why not? Uh, they, they can. It's football. And you see, if you look at Sports Club Villa this coming season, they have been reignited by the acquisition of a sponsor, a Chinese uh, uh tire manufacturing company called Li Long, Linglong, something like that, has actually brought in some vibe into Sports Club Villa. It is something that has actually been lacking because if you look at Villa of last year, they struggled financially, and uh, they didn't have a sponsor. Uh, Mandela did a very good job. You have to give credit to that man, Mandela, for the uh, the job he has done. You see, injecting money in football in this country is uh, something that is very hard. Uh, Mr. Bainemani spoke about it, that clubs do not even break even. They don't break even, you know. But somebody is actually putting money in the game just in order to see our game run. So for Sports Club Villa this year, they have brought in some talented footballers. They've actually signed some pretty good footballers, if you've looked at them. Uh, so, yes, they can give us another run like last season. They are a team uh, to look out for.
0: Uh, have they done enough to replace uh, some of their key and very influential players that departed the team? I'm talking about players like and they- uh, Gift Ali, who mm. was thrown thorn in defence, not forgetting their lead uh, top scorer, that is uh, Charles Bale. Have they done enough to replace uh, the departed players?
2: Um, we, we, if you watched the game between sports club Villa and KCCA in the super eight, you realize that all the players were jailing and the players were looking for balls. Yes. They will be missing the services of Bali, but Bali is just like any other striker because apart from last season, Bali struggled the other season. He came to real light last season. So he's just like any other striker. Strikers will come, strikers will go, but other strikers and other players will fill their places if they can take on the mantle. So we are looking to see if the young, talented players that Villa have right now can actually take up the position which has been left by Bali. I saw Villa play against KCCA. I loved what they did. The only problem, OK, could be uh, the mix-up in the defence, but the players gel very, very well. They played pretty, very good well. I think they can actually live up to, uh, to, to the title next
0: season. Uh, Mr. Lina Mani, someone who has watched football for a good number of years, who has seen uh, the Villas and Express in the 90s and the 80s, I will tell you, VEC was the real thing that we had back then when football was uh, high in Uganda. Is VEC still relevant to talk about uh, Villa Express and KCCA? Is it still making relevance in Uganda? Uh,
1: can, can you repeat your question, please? Uh,
0: I was saying that uh, someone was followed before. Yes. In the nineties, uh, back in the eighties, early two thousand. Yes. Who will tell you? Villa Express SCP with some of the biggest clubs that we had, uh, popularly known as VEC. They're looking at it in uh, in the current state, does VEC make relevance or is it relevant? Does it even still exist or make sense anymore?
1: Uh, yes and no. Uh, yes, in the in in the sense that. Uh, uh, they, 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 have, they still have that uh, goodwill. I may say there some of them are giants. They need to fix some few things here and there. And you see the fans uh, back to the stadium. I think you looked at uh, uh, Vida last season. You looked at their final match of the league. The stadium uh, was full to capacity. And uh, look at KCCA, KCCA uh, has kind of uh, reorganized itself on and off the pitch. Uh, Express, yes, they are still having some challenges here and there, but uh, it may not take them long to reorganize if they do some uh, uh, things right. Uh, so still VEC can still be relevant and uh, that one is a fact These are, uh, st- they still have those uh, brand names they still have the followers only that the, our style of supporting here in Uganda we, we, we support uh, a club when it is performing uh, when it is not performing uh, we shy away uh, get relegated, ridic- you will get relegated alone. The fans will look for, as a what, for other clubs uh, to join. That's how tricky it is here, supporting a club here in Uganda. Uh, otherwise, I may say that yes, Vic is uh, is relevant, uh, depending on how you look at it, and the, it may it may not be all that relevant depending on on how another person looks at it. But to me, they are, they are still relevant and uh, they need just to to fix some few things here and there. And, 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 and then uh, their relevance goes to the maximum.
0: Uh, thank, you. thank you so much. Uh, I must say that, uh, Peter, one of the things that was lacking last season as uh, getting close to the end of the space. Uh, One thing that uh, clubs have complained over is uh, the officiation. How best can we improve our officiation down in the country? Uh, uh, Thank you. Uh, You realize that
2: officiation is not a problem only in Uganda. Uh, Officiation has been a problem everywhere. Even at the World Cup, we have seen some uh, funny, funny calls that have been made but I I really like what, I like what Fofa, together with the board, are doing. You realize that there's been a lot of uh, refreshers that have been organized for the referees. I think uh, of recent, uh, the referees have actually undergone a medical uh, ahead of the new season. And uh, if you also be uh, been following the news of recent, some referees have actually been suspended. Others have been banned for some time due to the elements of... Uh, uh, uh match fixing and uh, the rest. So the best way of uh, sorting out the problem of officiation could be organization of uh, refreshers all the time because referees are human. They're very much human. And referees have just a slight second to make a decision. The decision can affect the game negatively or positively. But remember, this person is also human, and he has to follow the ball. But he's following the ball, also looking at the player, and also uh, uh, analyzing the entire situation around play. There could be a foul foul committed, but also on the other side, there could be an element of uh, uh, maybe players fighting. So the referee has to be there all the time. How to sort this problem out? The refreshers can be organized. We are still a little bit behind to invest in technology. We are still very much behind. And I I don't know uh, when that will come because uh, there was a rumor that Nachibubo Stadium will be installing goal line technology. But the cost of running the goal line technology may not be coming very much handy for some of the clubs that actually fail to break even because just to run goal line technology technology is about $3000. If a dollar is at 3 uh, 3600. So we are about <laughs> in more than 10 million just to run a goal line technology. And uh, how many clubs can collect 10 million on match day? <laughs> uh, in Ugandan football, that's a little bit of a okay, problem. That,
0: that is so that's a tricky one Peter.
2: Yes, so the introduction of goal line technology in Uganda Right now we'll be a little bit far-fetched, but we can only use the resources we have. We have very good referees. Uh, they are FIFA badge referees. Remember that if a referee uh, is bad in Uganda, then that will actually affect all the referees we have in the country. and that will actually dent the chances of some of our referees going down to officiate in the international level. People have been complaining uh, why there are no referees of Uganda at the African Cup of Nations, at the World Cup. It's because our referees don't get enough officiation time at the continental level. Because if we, if, if FIFA and CAF keep on hearing from us that this referee has been banned, this referee has been found of uh, match fixing, this referee uh, has been beaten by a player, this referee uh, has, has been caught, uh, you know, It affects the entire game. And FIFA and CAF will always say the referees in Uganda have a problem. But if we continue building, continue teaching, continue uh, uh, installing a lot of knowledge into our referees, I think we shall go higher. And I won't be surprised if we can have another Masembe uh, in the World Cup uh, officiating for Uganda. I'll be very pleased.
0: Uh, as we're getting uh, to the end of this space, uh, let's uh, Mr. Bainamani, I don't know how brief you can be on this one, but uh, how can how how best can clubs become uh, steady in the shortest time because how fast can clubs become steady in terms of uh, gaining financially and in terms of administration? how steady, fast can these clubs become this coming season?
1: Uh, well, some of the of the things like you are talking of stability, financial stability, administrative stability, uh, and others. Some of them, uh, you are not achieve them overnight or next season. Others, you may achieve them in the midterm, others in the long term. Uh, but to, to, for financial stability, there are things that can be done. Uh, I have always told the people that... Uh, the, the nearest revenue income to say a club is a get correction. And how do you do it? For instance, if you you promoted your game, uh, maybe for a whole week, it is now Vira against the Express. You are in the media everywhere, different uh, media platforms, making a lot of noise about that fixture. I'm telling you, Chances are high that he, you will get more numbers on the on on the what in the in the stadium, and that means uh, more more money in terms of uh, ticket selling, uh, and 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 et cetera. Uh Sale of a player, uh, uh, some of the players. Uh, the other time, there was uh, an agent. I I don't know who gave him my my number, and then he called me. He wanted the midfielder. So the first thing he talked about was, do you have videos uh, for showing that player playing and etc. The first thing he talked about. So that one uh, at least uh, gave me uh, a challenge that, uh, oh, that means at the club level, uh, there is need to collect some of this uh, material or content. Of course, at the league level, we are doing everything possible we are bringing on uh, d- different uh, data-correcting firms. Uh, the recently, our broadcaster hired one at the league. We also got Divastat on, 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 on board. Uh, of course, Fufa is, is also uh, on board now with the TV, uh, getting matches or capturing matches, recording matches, and even showing them live in some cases. So it will be uh, easy for crabs to market and sell these players. That could be another source of revenue. Then on the side of administration, yes, uh, this is a, a challenge here. Uh, when you talk, uh, when you look at the rate of turnover, uh, the, the the turnover is high for the CEOs. They are also being fired. They are moving from one club to another. Even the administration, you find some clubs are changing leadership almost every every season. So, there is lack of stability, continuity, and of course, the learning curve, you know, every new employer, I mean employee on the job, it will take time to to, to master it. That is the learning curve. Uh, So, that stability, uh, it is a deliberate effort to create that stability at the club. Uh, financial stability administrative or governance stability uh, among others it's not an event it's not a one-day thing
0: uh, Peter, uh let me get to you as we are drawing to the very last banner of the space uh and let's talk the role uh, that uh, the media plays what role is our media our local media here playing and what more can it do to improve uh, the visibility of our own league to make it uh, as popular as you can see on the continent the PSL is very popular uh, on the continent what role is our media playing and what more can it do to to popularize our UPL I
1: am um, telling you I am telling you uh, the media has of, of 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 late it has played a very very significant role in promoting our league And uh, I will tell you that uh, when the uh, Regendo leadership, Mr. Regional leadership as the chairman of the board, when uh, they took over office uh, or when they came into office, one of the strategies we we laid uh, was to have uh, a positive uh, media, positive media looking at, at them as our partners uh the agents we use some of them majority of them are from the media that was not done uh, for the se- I mean in order to to, to to bribe them that was not bribing them per se. we said no uh, whether we use them as agents or not these guys are always uh, in the stadium uh, working for their media houses so why don't we uh, use them to become our agents? And in so doing, they will they will write uh, they write uh, because they are having information from the source live. So the address, uh, the positive reporting, uh, because uh, because they see what on, on on the I mean in the stadium uh, and etc. But by and large, the role media plays in promoting the league or the game cannot be overemphasized. This one, everybody knows it. If they don't write about a match, if they don't talk about the match, what happened in the stadium? Then how will the rest of the public know? So they play a very, very significant role. Yeah, so wow. there are some challenges. Wow. So there is a challenge and some of them, uh, again, uh, are and uh, you know all this, uh, uh, just criticizing for the sake of criticizing uh, to, 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 to be known that somebody is a crit- is, is, is sizes uh, we need positive criticisms that, uh, that can also add value, that can correct us, can correct our mistakes uh, so that we can move to the next level together
0: uh, Peter In, uh, let's, uh, let me give you 30 seconds, what else can the media do improve the visibility of our
2: league well I, I think the media has done its past really it has done its part uh you realize that uh, the media is the eye of uh, the the least uh, sorry of the person that actually wasn't at the stadium that's 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 the that's the media so when you have very many media houses covering a match day they will actually be the eye of the person that wasn't there so they actually give the the right news uh, from the source. That's the role of the media. So for me, the media has actually played its part. Remember, these guys are not paid, by the way, by the board. (coughs) This Mr. Bainemani has actually stressed it, uh, uh, said it out. Some that are negative about the league, and there are some that are for the league. But you see, you cannot be in a place where everything is okay. You can't. You need, that's why government needs the opposition and the ruling party. So the opposition needs to check the ruling party and try and beat them back to correctness. So if you have a media that is actually complaining about something, the board has to listen. And if that's something actually... ...and to this back on. So those are some of the things that the media acts. It would be the eye, but also sometimes it can be the whipping stick of where things are going wrong. So that's the media. Yes, we can be faulted for some things because even me, I'm at the media, we can be faulted for some things, but uh, we are just doing our job. And uh, I, I, like Mr. he said, we are all in this together. When the media is not there, then of course the league won't be good. We All of us need each other. We need each other very well.
0: Uh, Peter, uh, the very last one, what race are we looking at heading into the new season? Are we looking at a two-horse race, uh, probably KCCA mm-hmm. and Vipers? Are we looking at a three-horse race? What kind of race? Are we looking at a race probably that has a club like Bull that uh, over the past five years have shown uh, big intentions of uh, challenging the so-called big boys in the league? What kind of race are we having, uh, heading into the new season?
2: That's a very difficult question to answer right now, my man. Very, very difficult because who 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 thought who thought that Sports Club Villa would actually challenge for the title last season? I think last season we had almost a four horse race. Yeah, almost a four horse race. Anyone would win it. Vipers could win it. Villa could win it. KCCA could win it. Uh, you know, it, it was very tight last season. Who thought we would go there? So, yes. Everybody is coming up with their own analogy and their own favourites of who will actually go away with the title this season. I know many believe that Vipers may actually retain it. Many are currently making a lot of noise that the mere fact that KCCA got rid of almost its entire first team. People say maybe they might not make it uh people are saying maybe possibly bull football club that has brought in some good footballers may actually stand up and showcase but it's football anything can happen so i will be lying you that i will say it is going to be a one horse race or a two horse race it is football whoever takes his chances from the 15th of september and takes them well can actually be favorite to win it
0: uh, so you're not uh, you're not uh, giving an early prediction. Probably no. you're looking at uh, four clubs going at head, loggerheads at each other.
2: No, I won't. I won't give any. I won't give any really at uh, the number that will actually go to final day. Anything can still happen. You know, anything can uh, can still happen. And uh, there's been there's there's a lot. There's really a lot. But like I said, the team that has prepared well and the team that actually will take its chances when a game comes will actually win the title. I can't say it will be Vipers. I can't say it will be KCCA. I can't say it will be Sports Club Villa. I can't say it will be Bull Football Club. It is football. Anything can happen. Football is Uh, Maracado, like you say.
0: (laughs) Yes, uh, Mr. Bainemani, according to Peter, uh, the ones that will prepare most uh, and uh, do adequate uh, execution of their plan of the new season will be taking it at the end of the day. What are you looking at heading to the new season? What kind of rest are you looking at ahead of the new season?
1: Uh, what I, uh, what I, I believe is that the uh, league <clears throat> will be exciting. Just as, as I said, uh, we may see a situation where uh, we are starting from where we ended. Uh, You expect the sports club, KCCA, Vipers to to, to go for it. And uh, of course, as Otari has said, it is difficult to to, to determine now because winning a championship, uh, it it, it is dependent on a number of factors. Uh, Some of them at the beginning, uh, maybe uh, looked uh, at differently, but uh, moving into the season, uh, then the, some factors change. Uh, so we, you cannot now take an example of bull. Bull last season, it led uh, the, almost the entire first round. They were leading uh, the, the pack, they were on the top of the table. They lost it just uh, somewhere uh, to, towards the end of the first round, if not at the beginning of second round. So we can't tell how the clubs have organized themselves, how they have prepared themselves ahead of the of the season. Anything can happen. We can have a list, a list of a sort, uh, whereby you find a club with, who, uh, who, which was not given any chance to win the title. Uh, the uh, winning the league,
0: uh, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Bainamani. I think, uh, having a Leicester scenario in the Uganda Premier League will be something remarkable that uh, uh football fans uh, will live not forget uh, such a moment. Uh, it's been uh, a great time uh, having you. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Bainamani making time and uh, oh making time uh, and the invite uh, honoring the invite forgetting you not forgetting you it's a it's a beauty beauty right hope i got it right
1: yes. yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Great, thank you very much for hosting me <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, very, uh that is a very famous uh, name are down my down in grand
2: yeah, yeah yeah for for now <laughs> uh, I, I don't know was... which
0: one were you given in uganda uh, nothing yet,
2: <laughs> but uh, 1982. Yeah, <laughs> well, nothing yet at the moment. Yeah,
0: otherwise, uh, thank you so much. Uh, hopefully, next time uh, we can uh have you on this space again and we talk uh, nothing but uh, Ugandan Sports. Uh, thank you so much, everyone who has made time. Uh, it's been uh, great and uh, it's been a pleasure having you on this space. Uh, surely, see you next time.
2: Thank you. Bye-bye.